0: And pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father, who is unseen, and your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you.
1: Uh, So there's uh, this girl at church, or a guy. You like her, but she doesn't really notice you. Yeah, devastating. (laughs) She's really into church, Christian stuff. Not just church, CU prayer meetings. And it seems like that's the kind of guys that she's into. Uh, Guys who, you know, pray up the front. Uh, Guys who have a reputation for being... M- mature, godly guys and you think, ah oh, if only she thought of me like that you know, like I'm a godly guy if only there was some way that I could show. maybe if I prayed a bit more at, at Hub, she, she'd recognise really, I've got really good prayers, I'm, I'm really I'm a thoughtful guy maybe she would see me differently if only she knew that I was a serious Christian like them like those other guys. I wonder if you ever feel like that. Uh, maybe not. Maybe it's not because you like someone. That kind of makes it especially pointed, that feeling. Uh, but maybe it's just because you want to feel like you're part of it uh, at church, like uh, you're on the inn somehow. And that's not so crazy, is it? To feel like we want some kind of recognition for for who we are. Uh, Not for stuff we haven't done, not for some of we're not, but just stuff we have done. Uh, Even in the Christian life, we crave some recognition for what we do, some acknowledgement that people see us, uh, that we're valuable somehow, that our uh, worship, our devotion to God is recognised. We have that craving for recognition. But that craving... uh, can be good but it can be dangerous it's good because I think it's right uh, that our actions have rewards but it's also dangerous the first word of Matthew 6 is beware there's a danger here that we will crave the wrong sort of recognition for the wrong reasons and we'll end up with nothing well where are we Uh, We're here in the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is teaching his disciples about true righteousness, genuine, maximum, internal righteousness. And last week we saw him apply that to personal ethics, how we live. Uh, And tonight is uh, the acts of righteousness. That is, the the acts, the the, the practices of someone who uh, does uh, belong to God. In the Jewish world, that meant three things. Uh, giving money to the poor, praying and fasting. And Jesus has something to say about how we do those things. He says, firstly, don't be like the hypocrites. Don't be like the hypocrites. You see, each of these uh, three topics, uh, giving money to the poor, prayer, fasting, they're all addressed in the same kind of way. Verse 2, when you give to the needy, do not announce it, with trumpets as the hypocrites do. Verse 5, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. Verse 16, when you fast, do not look sombre as the hypocrites do. Don't be like the hypocrites. Uh, The problem is the way that they do it and the motivation behind it. Uh, See, when they give to the needy, they announce it with trumpets. Uh, verse 2 they announce it with trumpets to be honoured by people when they pray verse 5 they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by people when they fast verse 16 they uh, disfigure their faces to show people they are fasting see what they're doing the hypocrites do things publicly for praise from people. Now, you might think, hang on, that's not hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is when you say one thing and you do another. But they seem to be consistent, just a a bit vain, perhaps. Uh, But the hypocrisy has to do with the type of things they're doing. See, these three things are meant to be acts of worship for God but really they're doing them to get praise for themselves they're exploiting these practices of righteousness to make themselves look special and they're doing it for the sake of people praising them rather than for the sake of God and that's why they're hypocrites they're mercenaries You know what a mercenary is? A mercenary is someone who fights in a war, uh, not for the cause of the war. They don't really care about uh, what it's all about. A mercenary is someone who fights in a war for money. They're motivated by some other factor, disconnected from the thing itself. Just like Han Solo, he is your classic mercenary, uh, if you're a Star Wars nerd like myself. This is what Han Solo says to Princess Leia after he's rescued her uh, in episode four. This is what he says. Look, I am in this for your revolution and I'm not in it for you, princess. I expect to be well paid. I'm in it for the money. Now, uh, this is probably the first time you've had a Pharisee compared to Han Solo. Um, But that's what's going on here. Han Solo is a mercenary. He doesn't care about the cause. He's in it for the money. And the hypocrite doesn't care about God. He's in it for the honour. But what does Princess Leia say back to Han? She says, you needn't worry about your reward. If money is all that you love, then that's what you'll receive. which is exactly what Jesus says to the hypocrites. It, it is. Listen, truly, I, truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Isn't that freaky how similar that response is? So if, if the hypocrites, if they make a big song and dance about their giving or their prayers so that people will notice them, then guess what? People will notice them. And guess what? That'll be it. If people's recognition is all that you love, then that's what you'll receive. See, Jesus and Leah are making the same point, that it's a huge loss. It's a loss. Leah says, just money? When you can be part of the revolution, be part of that victory, why would you do that? And Jesus says, just people liking you? Why would you do that? when you could have God's reward. So Jesus says, beware. Beware that that's not you. Now, we might not be as crass as the Pharisees were, uh, but I think there's still a sense of, of honour in uh, a church culture for people who seem to be kind of extra committed. And so we're susceptible to that hypocrisy, playing to the crowd instead of uh, doing our acts of worship for God. So here's a few uh, tests to see if that's us. Uh, Just a couple of uh, scenarios to think through. Are you happy to pray in groups but don't pray much on your own? Are you more generous when people are watching you uh, than when... They're not. How much do the eyes of others affect how we give and pray and fast? The message for us is beware. Because we live in a culture that craves recognition, especially recognition for good works. Uh, When you give money to the the charity jug shaker uh, standing outside calls... They give you a little sticker so you get to walk around the rest of the day with everyone knowing that you put a few bucks in the tin. Or you go to a Wasso concert, the symphony orchestra, the back page of the program. Uh, There's a list of donors in tiers so you can see who the big money people are. And there's a couple of them that say anonymous, but not many. Our society loves recognition. But Jesus is calling for something different from his disciples. Don't be like the hypocrites. Instead, Jesus says, true righteousness is secret righteousness. True righteousness is secret righteousness. Read with me from verse 3. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret Verse 6, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray. True righteousness is secret righteousness. Uh, the purpose of giving and praying and fasting has to do with God, not people watching you. And so, if it's going to be genuine, then you have to take people out of the equation. Otherwise, we're always going to have mixed motives. We can't help but play to the crowd. But in secret, it has to be genuine. Otherwise, uh, you really can't keep going. Uh, If you want people to notice and they can't see you, uh, then eventually you'll just stop. Uh, Either that or we'll keep uh, dropping hints to make sure people notice. A little bit like uh, me when Liana goes out for the night and I do something a little bit extra, maybe I tidy up one of the cupboards and, uh, of course, I'll accidentally leave that cupboard door open and Leanna will be come home and I'll be like, so? <laughs> <laughs> what do you notice? Uh, because we, we want to be seen. And if, if that's what we want, then that is the reward that we'll get. But Jesus says true righteousness is secret righteousness. And the reason why Jesus' disciples can be content with a secret righteousness, unseen and unpraised by people, is because we worship a secret God. That's what uh, Jesus says. When you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Literally, hidden, secret, uh, not that God's a secret to anyone, but you, you can't see him. And that's because he's not confined to any one space where you could see him. And so he's omniscient. He sees everything. Now, that seems a little creepy, big brother ish, when you say it like that. But as you read through Ma- Matthew chapter 6, it doesn't sound like Jesus is saying it as this foreboding threat. It comes across as an encouragement. It's a comfort to us. Three times he says, Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. It's a reassurance. You won't miss out. Uh, your acts of righteousness will not go unseen. Because even in secret, they are seen by the unseen God. So you don't need to worry that you'll be missed. Uh, Earlier this year, my granny died, uh, and at the funeral, we heard how each day, uh, you know, when you add up her children and their spouses and her grandchildren and their spouses and her great-grandchildren, that number comes to about 50. Uh, And at the funeral, we heard how every day uh, she prayed by name for each of those children, grandchildren, -grandchildren. great-grandchildren. A wonderful testimony to uh, perseverance in the Lord... Uh, and she said those prayers in private, you know, unseen by people, without praise. And how could she have done it every day? Uh, she, she certainly loved her family, but she wouldn't have been able to keep going without a real a deep conviction that God himself saw and loved and valued those prayers, and heard them and responded. See, the hypocrites uh, get honour from the people who see. But only God saw my granny praying. And that was enough. Because she knew God as her father. And it was enough that her reward was with him. And that's exactly why uh, Jesus interrupts uh, his uh, discussion of these three acts of righteousness to talk about prayer. Because Jesus wants to tell his disciples uh, what true, genuine righteousness prayer is actually like. Now, at this point, there's another sermon kind of embedded within this sermon, right? Uh, Because the Lord's Prayer is this whole Uh, another world of uh, thinking about prayer and what it means in the Christian life. And we're not going to dissect it tonight. You'll be happy to know. Uh, But what I want to see is that in the Lord's Prayer, we see an example of exactly what Jesus is saying here. Don't be a hypocrite. True righteousness is a secret righteousness, is genuine. Uh, Jesus is teaching that prayer has to do with knowing God as a loving and powerful father, now the pagans didn 't know that their relationship with God was not that of a father; it was more of a, a kind of uh, it, was, it was a relationship of manipulation that uh, the gods had the power, uh, but if you said the right words or said them enough or in the right kind of chanting. Uh, then eventually they would kind of be bothered enough to do something about it. Uh, They might listen to you. But Jesus says, that is not your relationship with God. Christian prayer is to a father. He doesn't have to be cajoled or convinced. You can just ask him for what you need. And so the pagans uh, don't pray like this. And the hypocrites don't pray like this either. Because did you notice the Lord's Prayer is focused on God, on his concerns. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. To be genuinely concerned for God's name, his renown. And a hypocrite won't pray like that because the hypocrite is just conscious of themselves, how they look to others. But Christian prayer is conscious of God our Father, who is worthy of praise and obedience. And that's what they pray for. It's like, it's like being a med student who is actually concerned for the patient in front of them and not the marks that they might get for any particular day in training. It's like uh, being a teacher who's actually concerned for the students in your school and uh, their learning and not just about the reputation of the school. Disciples are concerned with the honour of God, not what other people think of them. So the first half of the uh, Lord's Prayer focuses on God and the second half acknowledges our need. Did you see that? Verse 11, give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts. Can you see how that's all about our need, our physical needs for the coming day, but also our spiritual needs, forgiveness protection from temptation it's an acknowledgement of our weakness and again the hypocrite won't pray like that because they're concerned with their own appearance how they look to other people and so they have to pray in a way that makes them look impressive so it can't be about needs it has to be about showing off how much they know or how theologically astute they are Jesus says, don't be like the hypocrites. True righteousness is secret righteousness. And his disciples will pray, conscious of God and conscious of their need. So how do we put all this into practice? Uh, well, it's actually quite obvious. Uh, Jesus says, do your act of righteousness in secret. Uh, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Keep it that secret. Do small acts of secret righteousness. That's my tip. Start small. Start doing small things like praying, like serving, like giving money, like fasting. Small acts of secret righteousness, conscious of God that receive no praise from others for example i think lots of students don't give money to uh, to those in need to charities or to to church because it'd feel weird to set up a five dollar a month direct debit right that it kind of feels like is that really making a big difference Uh, won't that just look lame uh, such a little amount but you should totally do that you should totally start small, start a pattern of unannounced giving. Uh, and each month, as the, the money goes out of your account and no one makes a big noise about it, it'll be a monthly reminder to you that God, the unseen God, sees everything you do and you won't go unrewarded. One day you will receive his praise. Well done, good and faithful servant. Start small and play to an audience of one. Play to an audience of one. When you're serving at the kids' holiday club, uh, when you give up food in order to focus your prayers, don't think about how it will look to other people. Actually, no, do think about how it will look. But think about how it will look to God. Think about how it looks to the audience of one. Don't worry about how it would play if someone else found out. Play to an audience of one. And I want to tell you that this is a gift from the Lord. It's an absolute gift. It is so hard to play for people, it's so stressful because you're always two faced. You're always checking to see who's watching, uh, to see if it's time to perform. And you can never be genuine. And when you do kind of put on a show uh, in your kind of Christian devotion, acts of worship, half the time people aren't watching and they don't notice. And so you you haven't made any progress at all. And so you just get frustrated. And then they catch you out when you're not like that. And it's, it's a terrible way to live. But when you play to an audience of one, the unseen God who always sees, then really you've, you've got no choice. You have to be genuine. You, you can't fake it with God. And so you're free to be genuine in your devotion. And if it's small, then it's small and starts small. But you can certainly be confident that he won't miss you. Nothing that you do for the sake of God will go unnoticed. The unseen God will see and he will reward you.